Welcome back to Mr. and Reckless, bringing you unfiltered opinions on sports, music, culture, and all things the South. I'm Logan sitting here with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. Be sure to follow us on all the social medias, Twitter and Facebook. And uh, you know what? Give us five stars and a great review here on the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon, and Stitcher. Check out the website, miserable-reckless.com, for blog content and merch. All right, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Morgan, kick things off. All right. Well, I got a good, great, and freaking ugly. Uh, good. Um, got my Christmas gift from work, which is a nice $250 Amazon gift card, which is pretty cool. Spent it already on stuff for the kids. Got them, uh, birdie. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds right. Sounds right. Hey, I got this cool gift and it's already gone. It's been a little joke. Fatherhood 101. Like 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 trips are no longer vacations but trips. Same thing with your money, it's no longer yours. Um <laughs> that could also be said just when you get married, so uh, <laughs> what's mine is yours and what hers is hers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we're all we're learning. <laughs> and knowing is half the battle. Anyway, um, <clears throat> So Brody got for one of the things he got for Christmas was was the uh, magnetic tiles, and he has been just building all kinds of crazy stuff with it. But with the one that he got, not many came with it. So went to Amazon and got one of those hundred piece count ones for like fifty bucks, and then I got Bridget some uh, like a little doll bed and a uh, little high chair for her doll to sit in so she can feed it fake fake food. Um, and feel feel special, which is really cool. And my great is that uh, you know, I think Brody went through uh, keeping up with him went through a mental leap, and he's just uh, his attitude's been a lot better lately, and um, he's picking up after himself before getting out a new toy, which was pretty cool. I don't have to say anything. I just kind of sat there and observed him the other day, and he put all. His, uh, train tracks away before he got out the magnetic tiles and it's kind of a cool thing to see um, get some of that shit sinking in that we try to teach him <laughs> of course I don't I don't I don't practice it because my my clothes after I do laundry I don't put them away so I can confirm that's true every time I've been in your house <laughs> I do the same thing Morgan it sits there for a few days before they make their way to the closet. It's genetic, yeah. Morgan. Don't don't feel bad. It's genetic. <laughs> then by uh, my ugly is uh, after Tech started out the season six and one with a somewhat decent loss to Charleston, I guess now. Um, they have now lost five in a row. And UVA is up next. So... Got that going for me. <laughs> Where? Uh, I think it's at, it's at UVA, so it's even better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Is it baseball season yet? <laughs> wrestling. Wrestling. I, I don't have to worry about wrestling. They always do fine there. <laughs> They've never had a bad season, but baseball nah, is starting to it. I know. I know. <laughs> Fuck it. You guys are top 10 in wrestling. Yeah, had some blowout thing on last Friday night. I didn't watch it, but some sort of duel. Like like I said, they've always had a good wrestling team, and they're really starting to get really good in baseball. So hopefully they uh, 
run that one back this year with with baseball and take it further. Did you say? Did you say magnetic towels? Towels. T i l e s. Oh, like oh, little pieces okay. that like yeah, magnetic. They mag stick. To, yeah, thank you, Dustin. Sorry, <laughs> I was like, all right, that's cool. I don't know what these toys are right. nowadays. I had to learn it's what okay. uh, nuggets were a couple years ago. Now, now everyone has them. So, <laughs> but if you don't it's, know, you can go to this. You can go to Google.com and type it in and, and images <laughs> of it. I would have typed in magnetic towels. <laughs> Morgan, it's been a few years since our. Ryan's lived in North Carolina. He he's lost his ability to decipher what us Southerners are saying. We we say tiles, not, not tiles. <laughs> and it's I'm out of practice from NASCAR listening to Dale Jr. talk about oil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that that has that sport hasn't been canceled yet. <laughs> not yet. They're waiting till after the Daytona 500. <laughs> gotcha. I'm sure someone will come out. Go ahead. They do have magnetic towels, so I just sent you. So the, I see. Sent you the link. So, so I see. Dustin <laughs> sent us an Amazon.com link for stick it magnet magnetic top tier microfiber industrial towels. Shit, that's kind of fire. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> what? what now Logan's fuck? got something else to spend money on for the golf course. <laughs> yeah, wrap around his club. It wraps around his club so it doesn't get lost. <laughs> <laughs> I trust me, as much as I hit the damn ground, I might need it to clean off my clothes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, Ryan, good, the bad, and the ugly. All right. Uh, uh, um, it's been a week since we last spoke. Um, just a lot of stuff going on. Um, I was in North Carolina and as I think anyone that listens to this podcast for a while knows for work. So you kind of, kind of roll off a project and you go through what is supposedly a restful period of time spent among family. And, uh, um, that's not always restful. So, uh, you know, when you come back on the, and not said in a bad way, it's just, it's just, you, you don't, you never really have any time to really, I, I feel like you never have any time to decompress. And I know I don't have kids or anything, but then you come back on like the first or second of January and everybody's like, let's hit the ground running and like start four new projects. And it's just like, you know what, like good riddance already. Like I just, can I, can I, can I finish putting away the clothes I just washed before we start doing seven more loads <laughs> to use the analogy. So whatever. Um, but all that said, um, I did actually have uh, a good week. I did have the ability to see, uh, a couple people in the last week. Um, first of all, my brother was up here last night. Um, my brother does not have the opportunity to do anything. Um, hardly at all. He's very busy. Um, he's in the Navy. He's been mobilized. He used to live in Annapolis. Now he's mobilized. And so he doesn't get much time to himself uh, because he's, like I said, been very busy. So the fact that he was able to come up here, had a personal thing last night that he was able to come up here for. And uh, I appreciated him coming up. It was just him. It wasn't the kids. I'm hoping if all goes well, um, that I'll be able to see them, the whole family in a couple of weeks. But it was really good to see my brother. It's been a minute since I've seen him, probably since last April. And it's been a very long time since I've been able to sit with him by himself without his kids. Uh, for anyone that knows that that doesn't have kids but gets to go hang out with people who have kids, 
you have two conversations. You have the kid's conversation before they go to bed and then the conversation after they go to bed. And generally the conversation you, you have with them after they go to bed is then basically just looking at their watch and saying like, well, uh, you know, I, when Jeopardy's over, I'm going to be, you know, hitting the head. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it was good to, it was good to see him in that, in that element. And, uh, my parents, um, were able to meet us for dinner too. So it was a little bit of a, a cool thing there. So that was a good thing. Second good thing, um, is I was able to go see Dustin. Um, we don't, as much as people may think we are hanging out all the time, we actually don't get a chance to see each other that much. I think it was guys weekend. And then before that, it was camping trip. If I'm doing that correct. <clears throat> Sounds so, right. Yeah. So it was good. We got a chance to go out and do that. And I don't want to steal any of your thunder in case it was there, but um, we got a chance to go hang out and I got a chance to see the dog, which I don't believe I met before. Cause I think I dropped you off the day you picked him up her up. Yeah, so they weren't back yet, so you wouldn't have been able to meet her. Yeah. Literally, the end of camping weekend last year was the day that we got the dog. So, and she's a she's a sweetheart. Um, so, and not just saying that, she she is. So, that was cool. Got a chance to see uh, the whole family there. So, that was, that was kind of neat. So, that's two good things that happened in the last week. And then the third is the whole, and I think everyone probably that listens to them knows about the whole DeMar Hamlin situation, but he was out of the hospital. At, I believe it was some point yesterday. He's actually back in Buffalo. So considering that he died on the field twice, um, legitimately, like medically, uh, the fact that he is out of the hospital, is pretty insane. Um, not sure what all uh, will come of this eventually, but um, it'll be interesting to see what happens or what, what, what becomes of this story and what becomes of his, his life going forward and, 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 and what he does um, just because of, of what an interesting uh, and sad, almost tragic uh, series of events that he's gone through in the last week. So we'll see what happens there more to probably come on that, but um, kind of anxious now to see what, what he can do with his life and, and obviously to see if he can make a return or not. Um, speaking of injuries that are much, much less serious, my bad will be very simple. Uh, Armando Baycott got some sort of an ankle injury um, against Virginia. They ended up losing the game. They pretty much, um, everyone knows that I like Carolina football a lot. I, I watched Carolina basketball and have for three decades. Um, this is one of the most one-dimensional Carolina teams I've ever seen. Uh, Carolina not having Baycott, it's going to be real interesting. We play Louisville and Boston College. They're not very good teams. But um, after that, I believe it's NC State and then Duke. If I'm I got the schedule memorized correctly. So um, uh, that could very easily be four losses, probably not to Louisville, not to crap talk them, but they have two wins. So that's not um, happening. <laughs> so, uh, but <laughs> after that, um, it Carolina's got it in the bag. Yeah. <laughs> right. So uh, they're pretty one dimensional without him. He's a double double machine. Um, I've enjoyed watching nine, him. nine on the year already. As in, it's January twelfth. <laughs> yeah, I only know because Filipowski has seven. But just to slide that in there, <laughs> I was watching the game last night with on mute with my brother, the Duke game. And then uh, while we were talking, and then uh, they uh, and then the weight game too. And then um, the ugly is very simple. 
America is probably sick of hearing about this, especially if you listen to our podcast. But uh, I watch Dan Patrick's show sometimes in the morning. He's much more famous than we are. Um, he's been on the <laughs> a lot longer than we have. Mar- marginally more. What's that? Marginally more famous. Marginally. But, um, I mean, he has, his own, he has his own podcast, too, so I don't know what's special about him and us. And apparently, uh, one of the things that he likes to do is listen to our podcast, or at least one of his people does. Because, I kid you not, um, I've been watching his show off and on at my house now in the mornings. Uh, sometimes it's nice to have on in the background. I have ADD, so I can send emails and listen at the same time. Color me shocked. I almost fell out of my chair when they decided to flip a coin this morning to uh, <laughs> determine something that they couldn't determine on their podcast or on their TV show. Now, I've watched this show, like I said, for about seven years off and on. I have never in my life seen them flip a coin. But sure enough, after Miserable and Reckless did it, guess who decides flipping a coin is funny? So uh, unimpressed. <laughs> unimpressed. Um, they've already been sued once by Tom Brady. They got a cease and desist order for printing T-shirts that he had a trademark to. So I'm considering, uh, uh, you know, we'll have to consult with our bird lawyers. And uh, they're they're fluent in bird law here. <laughs> and we'll have to see what we can uh, we'll have to see what we can come up with because I'm pretty sure that flipping a coin is now the sole uh, proprietary rights of miserable and reckless. Right? That's how it works. Nobody That's exactly how it works. <laughs> Nobody ever had that happen for us, right? We invented it. We coined it, if you will. <laughs> so that was my uh, tongue-in-cheek ugly for the week. I can't believe they stole our idea. So that's uh, yeah. well, Marty McGee, Dan Patrick. Who else is stolen our ideas? Unne- Barstool's unnecessary that- roughness. Dan Patrick doesn't want to mess with us. Our lawyers are pretty good at lowerings and all other sorts of you know law words and go toe-to-toe and bird law for once. What have you and whatnot. There's a lot of concurring, I'm sure. <laughs> Objections, <laughs> concurrences, I don't know. If only we'd been sponsored by Bojangles. We could have asked Bojangles to stick their lawyers on, but... It could work. Pro bono. Of course. We do it on the house. <laughs> We would. We would provide our services to the lawyers on the house. Uh, I'm kidding. In case the producers of Dan Patrick are still listening to this show, I'm kidding about selling your show. Stop stealing our ideas. (laughs) All right, Dustin, good, bad, and the ugly. All right, I've got good, good, and ugly. Good. Angle partially covered it. Birthday surprise over the weekend. Um, uh, Ryan and Melissa coordinated with my wife to come and see me this weekend. Uh, it was awesome just sit around and be in the same room. You kind of forget we're also connected now. Um, text messages. We do this almost weekly. Um, you know, all, just since COVID, we there's just been so much back and forth. You kind of forget uh, how good it is to like be in the same place as other people. Um, I talk to people on a regular basis. I realized maybe Sunday after I had hung out with y'all on, on Saturday, I don't necessarily always sit in the same room as folks as often as I like realize. And it was, it was nice. 
um that's how we used to do things and we used to do it a lot so i had a lot of fun appreciate the uh y'all coming uh spending the time um also jim and alex uh i know jim is a listener caught up with them you know we all got together with them that night so appreciated everybody's times you know just catching up hanging out um and hope we can do it again soon i know we got road trip rally coming so we do got that to look forward to uh keep working on the dad jokes jim pretty good <laughs> yeah he's already there on that he's good at that second good um dukes won their last two games finally got their first road game win against boston college um it was a hell of a fight to get that win which is a not a fun thing to say when you're talking about boston college but they did get the win which was the most important part um they came back to Cameron, played Pitt. You know, Pitt's up there with Clemson this year in the early part of the ACC season as for top two in the conference. Uh, halftime, Duke was down 11. Um, and the team finally showed some fight, came out, played good defense, and, like, clawed their way back and pretty much – I mean, not just pretty much. They controlled the second half. Um, their Their defense was what – it's been most of the year. Uh, Kyle Filipowski had a hell of a night. He scored 28 points, had 15 rebounds. He has been a stud this year. Um, it, but mainly, it was just good to see them not get knocked back and then not respond. It was it was good to see them respond. I hope that's a sign of things to come. Easier to do at home than it is on the road. We'll see what happens. They're going down to Clemson on Saturday. Clemson's playing pretty good ball right now. See what happens. They can beat them. I'll start feeling real good about the season. Uh, ugly, speaking with college basketball, John Calipari in Kentucky. I've been, I, I don't know if it's really an ugly. It's its an ugly for them. It's kind of a fun for me. Um, I've been watching with some popcorn as the fan base has just turned up the heat and turned harder and harder against Calipari. The local media has started turning against Calipari. All these things are the precursors to finally getting rid of somebody Starts with the fans usually, the local media gets on it, and then eventually the national media catches on. Um, local media and the fans are ready to be done with him. They want him out. Um, I hear his buyout is crazy, something $32, $34 million. It's in that range. Um, but the rumors are also that he's been thinking about the Texas job. So it might resolve itself. So, But I am having a lot of fun watching the squirming and the unhappiness because I never really thought he's a hell of a recruiter. I never really thought he did that good of a job there. I never understood the praise for Calipari and uh, sounds like Kentucky fans finally caught on to the game and they're ready to run him out of town. So Kentucky fans are don't put up with a lot. They like to run their coaches out of town. So um, we'll see what happens. It'll be fun for us to watch, but ugly for Kentucky. Basketball matters in the bluegrass. It does. It does. And uh, Louisville fans aren't going to be too happy either. He might get a little grace for one season, but <laughs> they're going to lose their minds. We, our trip to Louisville re, you know, confirmed how much they care about it in that state and in that city in particular. So They were showing a graphic with Nolan Smith last night and some of the other coaches. And they said like, they were all national champions 
and uh, like it played in the NBA. And then they showed their record like right afterwards. And I was like, <laughs> just because you play don't mean you're good. Right, Jay Black? <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's nothing guaranteed. And uh... wasn't just the head coach. That was part of his homecoming. So we'll see. Maybe they'll turn it around. Maybe it's just going to be a bad year, but. They sure look awful. So Carolina's got that one in the bag, to reiterate. <laughs> All right, so that leaves me. I've got a good and a um, what I call slightly puzzling. The good is it was a good week for Wolfpack basketball. Um, Wolfpack basketball, you know, got that Wednesday win over the Blue Devils, as, as my brother put it, and I can't, couldn't think of a better way to describe it. You know, it was a uh, good old-fashioned ass-whooping. And so that was fun to watch, fun to be at. And then they followed it up uh, on last Saturday with a win over Virginia Tech at Castle Coliseum. Two quad one wins as it stands right now. It drastically improved NC State's net ranking for whatever whatever that's worth. They're now, as I looked at it last night, uh, 27th in the net, which is third best in the conference behind UVA and the Blue Devils, slightly ahead of the Tar Heels at 28. And then we've got Miami this Saturday at home, a team that we were up by nine and a half at Miami, up by 16 with eight to go at Miami, and then gave up the lead with less than three minutes to go to blow the game. So this is a winnable game at home, another quad one opportunity. Um, hopefully they can keep that winning streak alive because, you know, uh, last week or, yeah, last week was a good week for them. Hope it can continue through this weekend. Now, the slightly puzzling is I saw the updated bracketology <clears throat> by one Joe Lenardi on ESPN. And I, the only explanation I can come, for, come up for this is it was a typo. Because the, he has NC State now in the tournament as of right now as a non-seed. But he has them as the AQ. The AQ being the automatic qualifier. Which, for those of you not familiar with bracketology jargon, uh, that means that they would have to win the ACC championship as the, to receive that AQ beside their name, something that NC State has not done since 1987, which is <clears throat> a full seven years before I was born. So I think that was a typo. That was slightly puzzling to me. I don't know where that, why uh, on, on any circumstance, just because of one week, he would start projecting things like that, even if it was just as we see it right now. That was just crazy. Maybe hey, Biff gave him the, the the sports bet book. Gray Maybe he knows almanac. <laughs> <laughs> we do have some uh, slightly delayed breaking news, if that makes sense for you out there in podcast land. But Clemson has fired their offensive coordinator Brandon Streeter and has hired Garrett Riley, the OC from TCU, which is Lincoln Riley's younger brother. Um, <clears throat> wanted to get a quick reaction from y'all because I think that's a fantastic hire for Clemson, and I don't like it. Well, it sounds like what... sounds like to me, Dabo and a company listens to the podcast too. That's what we've been saying. Offensive coordinator needs to go. 
they they got to find somebody else. They need to go outside the family and stop thinking their vanilla, no good offense needs to upgrade. Well, there you go. Can't get. I don't think it can get worse. It, it can definitely get. It it can get way better. Well, maybe if they got Cornelson, but. <laughs> Any other Garrett Riley takes before we move on to the conference with the Rutgers? Well, I was going to just say that this move, because how long was the corner was there just for one season, wasn't he? Yeah, he replaced Tony Elliott, but he was an inside internal hire uh, being promoted. It just tells me that that Dabo and Clemson freaked out quickly and saw that the rest, a bunch of other teams in ACC were uh, getting really competitive and they didn't want to fall behind. So they, they pulled the trigger quick. Just to try and stay somewhat ahead of the rest of the gang. I agree. You know, I think it's smart on their part. I th- oh, think oh, that, oh uh, it is. It is. Yeah. And it's scary for us, but you definitely it. You could definitely tell it was a it was a quick quick move because they were freaking out that they're about to fall to the wayside in the ACC. Yeah, there's a bunch of schools that are about to be much better next year. They're not yeah, going to be doormats. They're not going to be doormats for Clemson anymore. I I think that's good point, Morgan. Conference as a like the average of the conferences yeah. going up it has increased a little bit, um, and so it was smart. I, it that was the question: was that way with the able to part ways with the the Clemson family and um, go outside and get people who were going to help their game? Looks like he's willing to do it. So good on him. It says here, according to the frantic internet search I just did, that I have to play Clemson next year. So, therefore, if Clemson is upgrading at offense, I don't like this move. <laughs> <laughs> you And thing is, you're going to have to play them every other year now. Yep, it's 2025 too. Yep, because now, granted, we play them every year. Some things never change. But, um, it's because you have rivals. And we do have a, a textile cup that goes to the winner. We've had it twice in the last 12, 13 years. Um, I told you guys are rivals by everyone on the ACC network. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what they say, but it hasn't been much of a robbery. Uh, but either way, I think it's a good pickup. If he's half the OC that his brother is, that's definitely an improvement over what they've had in Clemson, South Carolina over the last few years. All right, Dustin, throw it over to you for some um, conference with Rutgers news. Yes, another big news day out in Midwest land, wherever that is. Um, Where they drink milk with their dinner. Yeah, I I don't understand that. I mean, after four or five years old, you don't need milk anymore. But anyway. (laughs) um, Got to find a reason to work on the farm. Conference at Rutgers today, uh, or the news came out around the conference at Rutgers today that Kevin Warren, their commissioner, is going to become the Chicago Bears uh, president. So um, sticking with Milkland, I guess. Um, He previously was, uh, I believe, president of the Minnesota Vikings. So, I mean, a move back to the NFL is not all that shocking. But um, it was an interesting development given just how much he was a leader in changing the college football landscape over the past few years. He was, a you know, you go back to his hiring, he was hired right before the COVID pandemic. 
largely criticized for his handling of the COVID season. He was a leader in sort of the handshake alliance with Pac-12 and ACC. Then quickly, within a 12-month span, uh, showed that he never had any intention of actually working with anybody. He just wanted to lull them to a sense of complacency so he could steal their best brands. And then now he's exiting to the NFL. So here on Hot Take Thursday, I want to go around the table and just see what you think. Uh, good move for him. Was he a good commissioner for the Big Ten? Conference at Rutgers. Uh, what's the feelings? What's the what's the group's feelings? Well, I mean, how he he got two two teams from the Pac Pac twelve or Pac six or seven wherever they are now to uh, <laughs> to join them, and he got them. I mean, brought them a lot more money. So I thought he did was doing a pretty good job for them. But why he bolted for? The Bears, uh, I don't, I guess they give them a shit ton of money, but. It is, it is pro ball, right? He Maybe he got tired of the yeah. university presidents. Yeah. To be fair, I mean, the big, the big 10, the conference with Rutgers has been propped up by one school for how long now? And he probably looked at Chicago and got confused because he saw an Ohio State quarterback for the Bears. It's <laughs> like, oh, wait a second. I bet this is just another paper offering me more money to stay in the Midwest. Signed it. Didn't realize it was not the Big Ten. It was actually the Chicago Bears. Again, got confused by the Ohio State quarterback. And uh, <laughs> just was like 50 in one hand, 50 in the other. What does it really matter? Who can tell the difference really anyways between Minneapolis, Chicago, and just the Indianapolis as a whole? I mean, I'm sure Pat McAfee would pick a fight with me about Indy, but uh, Indy is the headquarters of the Big Ten. But um, they're pretty much all more or less the same thing. Now, if you want a real fun time, you can go to Green Bay, but this isn't a tourist podcast about Dairyland. So, <laughs> I, uh, that's actually a fun pro stadium to go to. But... Uh, Man, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I would be praising. I kind of think when, um, oh, why am I forgetting his name? All I can think of is Swafford and that's clearly wrong. Sankey, when uh, Sankey comes on the SEC network and he kind of like puts his stuff out there and he's real coy about like, well, nobody agreed in the room and stuff like that. I always kind of view that as a boss move. It's basically him saying, nobody agreed with me, but I was the first one to get it out to my network because I have a network. And uh, I always kind of like that. I always think it's a slick move. And I think he actually has a leg to stand on. Um, I So it's interesting. I don't have a, a care one way or the other about the SEC. They obviously make good football. And they have an excellent network um, with good programming and stuff like that. The reason why I'm comparing them is because the Big Ten thinks that they can compete with the SEC and they can't. Um, and, and I'm not trying to be rude, but they just can't. And um, they're ba- again, I'm not being rude to Michigan. The bottom line is you're propped up by one program. Um, and this has been true since before Maryland left, uh, because I remember the idea when Maryland left the ACC, right? It was that uh, if you're going to go to the Big Ten, you may make more money, but you're going to be in a progressively worse conference with worse competition. And congratulations, they do have a lot of people out there that are willing to spend money, which is why they have more money. But at the same, and you got some really big corporate donors that are out there, um, huge corporate donors that are out there. But um, 
in in the heartland. But at the same time, like the competition's bad. So what did he do for the? I mean, it, it, maybe we're not supposed to be this serious. Maybe we're just supposed to be making fun of the cow people. But like, was he a good commissioner? No, he was not a good commissioner because he engendered no goodwill with any of the other conferences. And yet he was he was like a bad contestant on like the real world or like the challenge or survivor who thinks he's stronger than he is and plays his way to about a final four. And then the other three and then realizes that the other two people like don't really want to go against the tough guy. So they bonded together. And then all of a sudden he finds himself in like the third spot. You know what I mean? It just, I don't know. It wasn't very strategic, but then again, neither was sitting out and threatening to take a year's worth of loss during the COVID year. You mentioned that he took a beating for the COVID year. It's because they sat out for three months and then decided they're going to play five games and then wind their way into the college football playoff. Yeah, that was that. I mean, that was a year that Ohio State just kind of sat at a ranking of four or five without even playing for multiple weeks, which I always thought yep. was pretty fucking interesting. I was like, "How the fuck are you going to even have a team ranked when you're you're not even playing?" Like that that pissed me off that year. It is it is interesting that this podcast started around that time, and we've kind of taken this like bent on like making fun of the Midwest. Part of the reason why we make fun of the conference with Rutgers is because. You could call it any other of the teams. Like we could pivot right now and we could be like the conference with Iowa and it's still just as funny. You want to know why? Because <laughs> none of those teams win. Like and I'm not even being mean. They just don't. Like it's just not good. It's not watchable. It's not interesting. Like it's just, it's so was he a good commissioner? I'm probably the wrong person to answer that because I think they've always been boring as fuck and they're still boring as fuck. And congratulations on going and being, what, what is he? The, is he the new Ryan Pace? He's the president, right? Not the GM for the Bears. President. He's the president, president of the Bears. Okay. So I guarantee you in three years when he moves the team out of downtown Chicago and moves into Lake Forest or somewhere out by where the Speedways was supposed to be, then everybody's going to complain and moan and you're going to have Redskins 2.0, which they're basically already the Redskins anyways. They've had 40 quarterbacks and they can't win. So when he moves them outside of the city and everybody has to commute and they cause a big ruckus on the freeway, Nobody wants to go to the games anymore, and sewage starts leaking all over the fans. You know, like they're basically going to be Redskins Midwest. So, yeah, yeah, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. At least he's making a lot of money. See, for a lot of the reasons that you said you think he was a failure, I actually think his tenure for the Big Ten's uh, interest was a actually a massive success. I think he missed took a a misstep with the the COVID year. And he realized that was a fuck up and tried to backtrack, successfully backtracked his way to get the Buckeyes into the CFP. It's a win for Kevin Warren. Then you move forward. He looks at it from a pro perspective, as we were talking about before we started recording, twisted the president's arms into letting in UCLA and USC. Geographically, it doesn't make sense. Academically, you can make an argument, but that ain't what it's about. It's about revenue and money and conference survival. The narrative now is successfully the big two, the SEC. And the conference with Rutgers. Do I think that he fucked up college football and it's gonna it's on it's gonna uh, soon implode in the next twenty five years? Yes, but in terms of the Big Ten's survival and the Big Ten's stature and where he jockeyed for them to be, Kevin Warren was a uh, was a success. Well, Basically, you like, you like wrestling, and you like the heels in wrestling, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's put it this way: <clears throat> when uh, when Avis Rental Car Company had to figure out how to 
make money in the rental car business. They decided that they couldn't challenge Hertz because Hertz was number one. So they came up with the came campaign, We Try Harder, to just be and and basically said, Hey, we're happy with number two. That's what he did. He successfully cemented them as number two. So you gotta he you gotta give him credit for that. So we try harder and we'll and we'll always show up and, and lose to the big to the SEC. Maybe not as bad as TCU, but we'll still lose. He's the Ryan Lochte to Michael Phelps. Got it. <laughs> Whatever analogy you need to make it work. <laughs> the, the the interesting thing is obviously the SEC is in the best position due to on field product and their contract. The Big Ten is in second best position uh, because of their contract and prospective future contract. And then now, as we look at it, the Big Twelve is in a better position than the ACC in terms of revenue and TV contract. We're locked into a damn deal that Swafford left us with and then when he decided to retire and when he thought basketball was still the future in the mid-2000s. And the Big 12 lost their two biggest brands and they have a better deal than us. So, either way, like here we are, the ACC's in a, uh, in, in a distant fourth place from the Big 2 with the Big 12, who their biggest brand is who? I don't know. Nobody can TCU, really tell you outside. 65 to Maybe, 7 TCU. Yeah, 65 <laughs> to 7 TCU and they've got a better deal than us. At, it, it, just would say that cuts both ways. Without the grant of rights, some of the biggest brands of the ACC would already be gone. So we'll see. We'll find out over the next 15 years whether <laughs> that play makes sense or not. But yeah, I'm not going to look and see if the grass is greener for our teams. Our teams are fine for the time being. And we've obviously in, still enjoy watching them play basketball, lacrosse, wrestling. We've mentioned a lot of things on this podcast. Long, long story short, if this is about the guy himself, I, I don't know. I don't know the man personally, but like seemed pretty money hungry. He did the same thing for himself that he did for the big 10, which is that he took the money and he made sure he survived and he moved on. Does that make him a good commissioner? I can tell you if uh, the dude from Northwestern that just came to take over the ACP did the same thing, I'd be caught pissed off. So but I think again, the fact that we can't, we, I couldn't remember the ACC commissioner's name earlier when I was trying to reference him. So I just didn't say him. The fact that you didn't know either means that our commissioner fucking sucks. Let's just call a spade a spade. <laughs> we don't even know I his do, name. I do know <laughs> his name, Jim Phillips. <laughs> but, but, but you hated Swafford. Just saying. <laughs> but he does suck. <laughs> There's a reason that the conference records passed him over and hired. Kevin they needed somebody to come in and do shady stuff and it happened and it worked so mr anyway. mr i looked him in the eye and shook his hand jim phillips got it got duped <laughs> like the ruby is <laughs> so anyway that's our uh hot take thursday round table <laughs> all right moving on to a uh a new topic here <laughs> um uh, so I saw this interesting kind of like um, sports question on Twitter the other day, and I figured it would be good for the podcast. So, you know, the, the major pro sports in America are the NFL, the MLB, the NBA, the NHL, golf, and then I guess we can include soccer. Um, so the question was, you can choose to have lifetime tickets to the championship event and or series to one of these um, sports but you can only pick two. Which ones do you pick? So 
let's uh let's go around the room here and and say which two are you going to pick between the Super Bowl, the World Series, the NBA Finals, Stanley Cup Finals, the Masters, or the uh, World Cup? Uh, let's start with Ryan. Which which two are you going to pick and why? Uh, well, first of all, I'm going to take a page right out of Morgan's book, and I'm going to cancel soccer because we're in America. <laughs> and Damn it. take two tickets. I'm allowed to pick two, right? So, first of all, these choices are somewhat subpar. The Super Bowl is a big deal. Um, it is. It's a big deal. It's a big deal worldwide. It's what we import out of the world. It is what it is. It's a big deal. World Series, I like that. I thought about this long and hard. You sit outdoors. It's kind of nice. Well, unless you're playing, you know, at an indoor stadium for some reason. But uh, not a lot of them. Not a lot of dome teams left. Most of the teams will open up the retractable roof. You get what I'm saying. Kind of cool. It's October. Nice night. Excitement. Crazy stuff happens. 17 inning games. Kind of fun. You get your money's worth at that point in time. NBA finals? No, absolutely not. I like the Celtics. I, I, I like watching the NBA mainly because I get to see the players that come out of college. Every now and again, you turn a game on, you're like, oh, that's where Grayson Allen is. Look, he's still tripping people. All right. <laughs> So, uh, no, definitely not the NBA finals. Stanley cup, love hockey raised on hockey. Uh, must say playoff hockey is awesome. Stanley cup. This might be a, this, maybe I should have done this for my hot take Thursday. Stanley cup finals, usually kind of boring playoff playoff hockey is awesome. Stanley cup. By the time you kind of get around to it, I feel like the teams are kind of bloodied and bruised each other. And, and, and you kind of know who's going to win. It's been very, I'd say the Bruins playing the Canucks was the last time you really had a, and I'm probably going to get flamed by the hockey people, but uh, the Blackhawks playing the Bruins and I'm not biased to the Bruins, but trying to think of any other time where there's been a seven game series where you kind of had, it was in doubt. So I feel like it's been a minute. Hockey's pretty fun. Um, so my last two, what does that leave me? Well, my number one absolute thing on my bucket list. And if I could go every year, I would be finding Mr. Wright Thompson and I'd be trying to walk in his footsteps because he goes every year. I'd be going to the Masters. That's pretty cool. Never been. I'd love to go. And man, what a tradition that would be to be able to <laughs> tradition like it. <laughs> a tradition unlike any other. <laughs> what a tradition that would be to be able to go to the Masters. My wife puts in um, every year into the lottery. For those that don't know, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want you to be uh, going at odds with our tickets. But long story short, is you can put lot uh, you can put your name into the lottery and um, they'll give you tickets at face value. I'm um, not going to tell you how to do it. You'll have to figure that out. But uh, we haven't won yet, obviously, and I would love to go and do that. Um, uh, to me, that's the most important golf tournament. Um, I just, I, for some reason, I'm just, I, 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 I don't know why I, these things, I guess, sink in maybe over osmosis or something like that. But I can remember watching the Masters when I was a kid, like a little kid, and knowing it was important. Growing up, knowing the green jacket's important, maybe because it never changed. It's always at the same golf course. They always win the same thing. Not one of these things like the U.S. Open where it switches around. Um, my grandparents played golf. It was always on in our house. So for me, it would absolutely positively be the Masters. Now, my second choice is clearly not the World Cup. Why wouldn't I go to the Daytona 500 every year? That's the most American thing you can do, right? You're sitting outside. It's better than World Series. So just saying. But if I can't pick the Daytona 500, I'm picking the World Series because I want to be outside. 
technically, while the Daytona 500 would be cool to have lifetime tickets to, technically not a championship race. So, Ispo facto doesn't qualify. But would be cool. <laughs> the, winner, the winner of the Daytona 500 is probably more important than the champion. <laughs> I mean, uh, kind of how it is. But yeah, no, I'd pick the World Series. And the only reason I picked the World Series is because two reasons. Very simply, my wife, it's the only time I can get her to watch playoff baseball or baseball in general, but she will watch every game of playoff baseball. She would love it. It would be fun to go with her. Two, we were raised in a baseball family. My brother is a very, very good baseball player. I'll uh, leave it at that. And uh, and uh, I know a lot about it. Had to go to a lot of games. Played a lot of baseball as a kid myself. Um, played with him a lot of baseball. Got the opportunity to learn from scouts and all sorts of different people who were at the games and stuff like that. I would love to go to a World Series every year. That'd be awesome. So if, if I can't go to the Daytona 500, it's an easy one for me. It's baseball. Despite all the declining ratings and everything else, maybe this is how I know I'm turning into an old person. <laughs> I want to go to a golf tournament in the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Morgan, which two you got and why? Uh, well, I like the fact that you marked out the World Cup because who the hell wants to go watch soccer, man? I do not know. You don't want to go to the Middle East? <laughs> not, not, not particularly. I, no. Yeah. Beer without no, alcohol and no human rights. I, Sounds like a good time. <laughs> no beer, no human rights now. What are you, prohibition? <laughs> <sighs> anyway. Um, let's look at it. I mean, Super Bowl, you know, that's something I... I NFL, I've been to one NFL game and unfortunately it was at Washington, you know, versus Cowboys. But live NFL is just not that much fun. So it's just it's boring. Um I gotta go World Series. I mean, you got chance, I mean, you we're we you obviously gonna go if it goes to seven games, you can go to all seven games, is that right? Yep. Uh, so yeah, yeah, like like Angle said, you outdoors you go, you know, depending on where you're at, you got some historic ballparks and you can go to. Ooh, I'd have to definitely go for World Series. And then after that, um yeah, I wasn't that big of a hockey fan until I started dating my my wife. Well, she's my wife now, but Crystal, when we started dating, she used to work for the Hurricanes and she had free tickets, so Got to go to any home game I wanted to every year. And more and more games I went to got to be much more interesting. And then I think the last two years she's worked for work for them. They were going to the playoffs. And playoff hockey is fucking awesome. Um why watching on TV is awesome, awesome, but being at the game is even better. Um the atmosphere is great. So I'd have to go with uh Stanley Cup. World Series and Stanley Cup. Get more First, games uh, out of out of that. It's probably best to yeah, bang for the um, buck. <laughs> I'm not I'm not old and boring, so I'm not the Masters. Um, <laughs> you get to see the cities in the World Series and the Stanley World, Cup. World Cup, you know, watching two guys kick the ball back and forth up and down the field, not doing anything. Um, no, thank you. Uh, just. Yeah, I'd rather watch paint dry than watch soccer. 
They do fall down. They do fall down sometimes and roll around. They do. They do. <laughs> and then if you talk, if you talk junk to one guy about his mama, he'll hit butt you in the chest and knock you out. <laughs> yeah, you got that every so often. And clocks don't mean anything. They just keep playing when the game's over. It, the the and, time and goes they, they up. Use, yeah. Yeah. And then they use different terminology like Neil Neil. And it's like, how about you just say zero to zero? No, yeah, it's, one somebody, it's, one, it's one. It's one nil. What is now? It's zero. Then say fucking zero. And when somebody wins in, with like penalty kicks or whatever they do, the final score say it's it ended zero zero in regulation or sorry nil nil, and then they they uh, somebody wins off the penalty kicks. They have two separate scores. It's stupid. And you only get you get less points for playing more time and winning in a higher stress situation of a penalty kick than if you just won outright. Which is kind of like if you won in a World Series game in 17 innings, them only giving you half a win. <laughs> <laughs> but NBA finals would be cool too. Um, but I don't know as much about uh, NBA. And but. All right, Dustin, which do you got? Uh, so to be clear, these are lifetime memberships. Lifetime memberships. So you just get your pass and you're good to go. All right. We all agree. World Cup. Foosball. Out. Don't care. Not not going to, to the Middle East to go watch your dumb game. Um, I, think it's NBA, I think it's coming here next. <laughs> if it was across the street from my house, I would not go to it. I might leave town <laughs> to avoid it. <laughs> so now, say now on top of St. Louis, we also have now the Middle East. Probably, they don't like they, we lost another some more viewers, but <laughs> I, I don't think they were ever our people anyway. No, um, not they, they weren't. Not our demo. Um, NBA Finals couldn't care less. Like I don't know if I've ever sat down and watched full NBA games since Charles Barkley has retired. So. Um, you know, terrible. no thanks. Terrible. Yeah, it's just a terrible sport and time. I don't get why people spend any time or effort into it. It's awful. Um, I would think you would like it. It's kind of like Duke. They just shoot only threes. That's it. That's all they do. <laughs> I don't think you've watched very many I, Duke games recently. but I would think back in the early 80s or like Bird and Magic, that would be some fun finals to watch. Maybe the Sixers when they were good in the early 80s. I mean, that would probably well, be some but well, these aren't time machine tickets. These are this year and in the future tickets. So, um, masters, you know, I'm not walking around with my master's folding chair and hoping to watch a golf ball fly by or hit somebody in the head. (laughs) Um, I'm sure it's a wonderful time. I would love to hang out with Marty Smith and walk around and have a few cold beers with him. That would be cool, but I'm not taking a lifetime membership to that. Not interested. Um, so we've got Super Bowl, World Series, NHL, Stanley Cup finals left on the list. Now, as y'all were talking, I was furiously Googling what's the resale value of all these tickets. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, Masters, Stanley Cup, NBA, World Series all land around like a thousand bucks if it's a good series. Super Bowl averages 
about $8,600 for a ticket, Ooh. which blows my mind because I don't know who one wants to go to the Super Bowl. I've given up on watching it on television, much less being there in person. And then two, like, who wants to watch NFL in general, much less of this game? So, but there's something there, you know, 8600 bucks. I also was able to Google that for about $8,000, I could get Duke season tickets to basketball. So I would take the Super Bowl tickets. I would sell them annually. I would turn around, put that money in the Duke basketball season tickets, and I would be in good shape. So that would be my first pick. My second pick, I think World Series would probably be awesome, actually. Out of this whole list, I think that would be the most fun. My only reason I'm a little bit torn is because my wife would probably want me to say NHL Stanley Cup Finals for the off chance that the Capitals make it there again in the next 40 years. So... <laughs> Your wife doesn't listen to this podcast. She doesn't, so I, I can say whatever I want to say. And that's why I'm going with the World Series. Because I, <laughs> I personally would enjoy the World Series more. And even just random, if it was Pittsburgh and San Diego... I would be like, yes, that would be a fun seven games. So Great World stage. Series. Yeah, World, World Series because I would have fun. Super Bowl because I would sell the tickets and buy Duke season basketball tickets. And then have fun. So this is basically. And then, not- and then have real fun. Yeah. <laughs> so for me, I've thought about, I've had more time to think about this because we talked about this at work uh, when we first saw the the question and there's one really easy one for me and it's the world series just because of all the pro sports is probably baseball's the one I watch the most. I'm in the grand scheme of things. I'm a pretty passive pro sports fan. I, I don't why I'm not like having to be glued to the TV to watch my team and, and export play when they're, when they're on like baseball, I tend to pay more attention around the all-star break on to the playoffs. I watch playoff baseball. Spring training don't keep up with early season. Don't really watch out. I, I, I miss the days actually back when they used to have the uh, the NL East standings in newspapers and they would post them above the urinal at Hooters because that was what would be how I would keep up with what the uh, how many games back or or how many games ahead the Braves would be. So another thing the technology has ruined uh, along with the physical menu because they make you scan it now at the table and don't get me started on that but i missed the ba- the old school papers being posted above the uniral at the hooters <laughs> that was that was kind of nice but so the world series is definitely uh you're, definitely the one that i 100% would pick you're going to be you're definitely the guy with the with the scorebook you're over there doing the <laughs> like e e seven, I, I still I, I still know how to keep score uh, like like you're supposed to. <laughs> but he's but he's scoring at the Hooters. Yeah, <laughs> sitting in the, sitting at the bar. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think that was the double, sir. Did you say you wanted a double? No, get away from me. I can't see. I'm trying to score. <laughs> when this ends, I'm gonna go check out the newspaper in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> I got the NL last piss. Now it's time to check out the American League. 
look what they took from us. We used to be a country, a proper country. But anyways, <laughs> the World Series definitely would be one because it's also pretty simple. You know, you get seven games versus a one-game scenario. I'd have more fun. Um, playoff, playoff baseball feels electric watching it on TV. I can only imagine what it's like to actually be there. So It's awesome. Like, definitely it would be hands down my first pick. The second pick is a little tough for me. It definitely ain't the World Cup because, like Dustin said, it could be outside my house and I wouldn't go. The only caveat with that be would be like, you know, uh, if I could sell those tickets. But I don't believe that Americans actually care about the World Cup like they pretend to. I get really annoyed every four years when it's pretend to be a soccer fan season and everybody wants <laughs> to put it on in your office and they are googling yeah. the rules of soccer so they can sound knowledgeable. Shut the fuck up! You don't care. I don't care. I just don't pretend it. That's let's, annoying let's, as hell to me. Let's go ahead and just draw a line in the sand. Real patriotism is not supporting your team in the World Cup. It's hating soccer. That's real patriotism. That's right. So it's, I, I just don't want to hear this like, oh, you don't love your country. You're not cheering for America. It's like, no, I just hate soccer. And all red-blooded Americans do. So yeah, here we are. Take, take your sport and your team. Hello. There's <laughs> a lot of office water cooler talk that happens i this is my opinion with parents of kids who play soccer and the reason why they play soccer is because it's easy all you gotta do is show up with the orange slices no one's really gonna (laughs) super hurt it's just a herd of 10 kids chasing a ball around there's one talented kid and the fat kid plays goalie right all right yep we all know how and that's a movie yeah They're out there kicking and screaming. Um, (laughs) I think everybody just decides they know what they're talking about because they watch their eight-year-old run in a pack. Right. (laughs) All of a sudden, now they have the scouting report on Mbappe, who they thought played for Portugal up until they Googled. (laughs) Oh, yeah. The amount of times that I heard people this year, um, what's the guy's name? Messi and Mbappe. Then when they Googled and found out that whatever whatever (laughs) of the three, four, five – he, he he's some, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, him and Messi or uh, everybody was like, "Oh, look at this! They're they're teammates on their regular professional team." And I'm just like, "Oh, guess what? Take that in twenty five cents and go to a gas station. I almost buy a moon pie with it. Nobody cares." <laughs> um, but I should tell you how little the people you were talking to watch soccer because if they exactly. don't know that the two of them are on the same team, <laughs> right? Like suddenly they were all big messy fans. And I'm just like, Oh my gosh. I was like, is this over yet? But world cups out. Um, I do think that it would be cool to, even though I, I really don't like the NBA or the NFL, I do think it would be cool to to sit courtside at an NBA game, but that's something I really only do want to do once. I don't really have a desire to do that regularly. So that's out because the sports trash. Um, and it's not something I want to do more than once. The NFL could not care less. I literally like have watched zero minutes of Washington this year and have not missed it whatsoever. Like do not care whatsoever about who wins in the playoffs. Um, I, I just find it funny how everybody is so glued to their, they, people ask me, why do I care more about college football than I do NFL? And I'm like, why do you care about millionaires on a team that you have no attachment to other than you were five years old or you live near it and asking me why I care about the school that I went to. One of these things is not like the other. Sorry. Um, so the Super Bowl's out. I so it comes it. down. Do what? I watched the skins only because Sam Howell started last week. 
<laughs> You've watched more and than I have. And beat the Cowboys. That's the only reason I watched them, <laughs> which is from college football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your connection was still through college football. Yeah. Um, so it's down to the Masters or the Stanley Cup Finals. And I'm going to give the slight edge to the Stanley Cup Finals, and here's why. The Masters is, an, is something that I definitely want to go to at some point. And it's something that I'd like to go to multiple times, but I don't know that I'd want to go every year. Um, I, I think it would be fun, but I don't know if I'd want to do that every year. Um, the Stanley Cup Finals, never been to a Stanley Cup game, but I've been to a, a probably five playoff hockey games since 2019, and it is absolutely electric. It is so much fun. Um, I, it's probably been the most fun professional sporting event I've been to. So even if you get just a, a, a little bit of that in one or two of the seven games for the Stanley Cups, count me in because, it, you know, it it just seems like it'd be a good time. The um, It's funny you say that because I was thinking about. I was thinking about swapping my my answers between World Series and Stanley Cup, but the only reason I put the Masters ahead of both of them is for and here's here's my only counter to that. When you're on 18 on Sunday and it comes down to like watching the, the two or three guys that are in contention play the last three holes, specifically if they have big names and everybody is gathered around the amphitheater, if you get the way I'm saying that, around the 18th hole, especially like what we saw with Tiger in 2019, what we saw with Rory last year trying to win the British Open, like the whole, the whole thing. Um, that to me is about as electric as it gets, especially because you don't expect it. Golf is a lot of this. Mm-hmm. So when everybody, well, with the exception of the assholes who feel they need to scream like mashed potatoes or whatever, <laughs> but uh, that that was the only reason I put it ahead because when it is electrifying, I feel like it's like the most electrifying and the most unifying thing that you could have, which is completely different from some bozo in an Eagles jersey trying to fight you, <laughs> which is every bozo in an Eagles jersey. But <laughs> <laughs> I hear. <you. laughs> <laughs> but those are our picks. Uh, I'm interested to hear, you know, from some of the listeners what you guys would pick of these. You got the Super Bowl, the World Series, the NBA Finals, Stanley Cup Finals, the Masters, or if you're so inclined, the World Cup. Um, it was brought to my attention that the link that was provided for us initially when we were asking you to leave a voicemail was not actively working. So we have got another provider that I know for a fact works because I got a wonderful voicemail from my niece the other day. And, um, so it'll be in the description on both Apple Podcast and Spotify. Um, it'll be it'll say click here to leave a voicemail. Click that. It's real simple. Have a big button that says record. Click that. Speak your piece. Send it to us. We'd love to hear it. Want to know who uh, who which of these sporting events you'd pick? So it'll be in the description of both Apple Podcast and Spotify. All right, let's uh, wrap things up on a positive note after all that World Cup bashing because it sucks. Uh, throw it over to Dustin for a bless your heart. All right. Well, this week, bless your hearts for Miss Dolly. Uh, we, re- my wife recently brought to my attention um, uh, effort that Dolly Parton has going on, um, and we're actually participating in it in a sense. Um, Dolly Parton's Imagination Library is a nonprofit uh, that she has started. It's pretty awesome. Um, basically, I'll just read here what they do and then i also want to read the the letter from from dolly to give you a little more information on it dolly Parton's imagination library is dedicated to inspiring a love of reading by gifting free 
books free of charge to children from birth to age five um, through funding from money she raises, as well as local partners all across the U.S., Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia, and Ireland. Um, so far, there are over uh, basically 2.3 million kids who have signed up for this program. They've distributed over 197 million books to these children all across these uh six countries five countries um and basically they don't serve every single area you can't just go online and sign up but they they're in certain pockets of the country they're trying to grow it constantly you can give to it if you're so inclined there are community foundations and local donors uh there's money that she raises that goes towards it um but her reasoning behind it i thought was pretty good too and um I'll close the loop with, you know, our personal connection to it. But she said, hi, everybody, this is Dolly. Y'all can imagine this is in her voice instead of mine. Before he passed away, my daddy told me the Imagination Library was probably the most important thing I'd ever done. I can't tell you how much that meant to me because I created the Imagination Library as a tribute to my daddy. He was the smartest man I've ever known, but I know in my heart his inability to read probably kept him from fulfilling all of his dreams. Inspiring kids to, to love to read became my mission. In the beginning, my hope was simply to inspire the children in my home county. But here we are today with a worldwide program that gives a book a month to well over one million children. Of course, I've not done this alone. The real heroes of our story are the thousands of local organizations who have embraced my dream and made it their own. We raise millions of dollars every year and wake up every day with a passion to make sure kids have every opportunity to succeed been quite a journey but we have so much left to do i would love your community to join our family so please take the time to explore uh our website mission let's share the dream that children all children should grow up in a home full of books um we uh since we've moved uh are in the an area where we can get we can do this emerson got her first book uh this week she has been so excited to get her own mail she keeps calling it her mail um we've read it it the the first book for every child is the little engine that could um and then what you actually get varies based on age from that point on but you get one book a month going forward you don't have to do anything to prove who you are or whatever it's not like a income-based thing it's not a there's no qualification it's i have a child this age I would like to participate in the program. They, they, if they serve your area, they make you part of the program. It's a great, uh, I, th I think it's great. Our daughter loves reading. She, it was fun to see her so excited about, uh, this book. This program will probably bring a lot of joy to her over the next several years, increase her interest in learning reading. So I would two things. One, uh, if, if you have kids five and under, and you want to see if they serve your area, just Google Dolly Parton Imagination Library. You can find their website and see if you can get it. Two, if it's something that you're inspired by and you want to support, you can go to their website and donate to that as well. So I think it's a great thing she's done. It's amazing that she started with just her little county, and now it's you know millions of kids around the world receiving books to read. Yeah, we... Um... Crystal signed up Brody and Bridget for that uh, a while back, and uh, Brody and Bridget get a book once a month. So it's kind of awesome that you uh, 
you bring that up because uh, we I forget the last book we got was um, something involving breakfast with the hungry caterpillar. Nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we got the uh, Birdie loves his um, little engine that uh, could book. Yeah, it's it's a great book, and I'm sure there's a lot of other good ones. Um, it's good to know that y'all are participating, and there's I imagine there's millions and millions of kids out there who are enjoying it. So we can speak from experience, America. Go do it. And go oh, yeah. Justin, did you see the chat? Uh, <laughs> nope, but there you go. <laughs> Melissa, Apparently the, you're aware of it as well. What it says in the chat is that Melissa's been doing this. My wife has been doing this for years for uh, for our nieces as well. So that's three. <laughs> that's three. <laughs> I didn't know Dustin was going to bring this up tonight, but that's three people that are involved in it now on this podcast. What are the odds of that? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's that's awesome. Well, I, the reason I said Miss just told y'all uh, I got something for Miss Dolly is because we got Emmy calling her Miss Dolly now. So you got mail <laughs> for Miss Dolly. Very cool. <laughs> I can confirm that I'm not involved in the the dolly book program <laughs> but oh, I, I think on, it's man. they got they got they got <laughs> books pictures with the smaller word with the bigger word <laughs> if you're interested <laughs> i prefer yeah. picture books but <laughs> but i think that's uh very very cool it seems like ever so often you hear about these really like really cool things that dolly parton does and as yeah. andy and i have said Many times, and you know, Kyle has said it multiple times since he's joined Country and Cole Kansas. Like Dolly Parton is a national treasure. Uh, just yeah. the good that woman has done, you know, good on her. Yep, she is. God bless her. Well, um, be sure to give us five stars and a great review for uh, Miserable and Reckless, available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon, etc. Check out the web website miserable-reckless.com. Blog content and merch. Um, and then leave us a voicemail in the description on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Click here to leave voicemail is what I'll say. Click the button. Uh, press the button on the landing page. Speak your piece. Send it to us. Love to hear from you. Uh, for this episode of m and I'm Logan. Tender with Morgan, Dustin, and Ryan. We'll see you next time. Peace.